Hello and welcome back or to Hunting Legends. I am Sue Host, Lauren Garcia, and today we're going to be having a little bit of a lighthearted episode. Er, not really lighthearted, but a little bit more laid back considering we did a lot of hectic work with the October season. But today, we are going to be talking about Selkies from Scottish mythology. For those of you who don't know, Selkies are thought to be seals that can change into humans by shedding their skins and changing back after putting their seal fur back on. In fact, the word Selkie is from a word Selch, which actually means grey seal. And in a lot of Scottish cultures, Scottish and Irish cultures, Selkies are actually more often than not referred to as maidens of the sea or as mermaids. In a lot of folktales, mostly what is described are female seals. Seals. In a lot of folktales, they mostly describe female selkies, and they describe them as, in their human form, incredibly beautiful. And in those stories, often men steal selkie furs so that the women are unable to turn back into their seal forms, and then they compel them to become... They become... They... What? They compel the women to come back to their homes and be ultimately become their wives. Uh, the Selkies will bear the husband many children, and, but always long to return to the sea. And in many of these stories, if the woman finds their fur, their seal fur, then they will run away and oftentimes never return. Male Selkies are described as very handsome with excellent seductive powers over humans. And in a lot of stories, they're typically sed seducing married women who are dissatisfied with their lives and husbands. And these women are often married to fishermen who are away for most of the year. Uh, they describe Selkie children that are born between humans and Selkies as having overly webbed hands or feet, and sometimes they have a greenish skin color. Some story origins say that the Selkies were cursed to become seals and are only able to turn back into human once every year or so. Other stories said that the Selkies were once humans but who were condemned to become seals after leading a life of sin and are only able to turn back into human into humans after every seven years. And actually in a lot of Skyrish Skyrish did you hear me? Yeah, I heard that one. <laughs> and actually in a lot of Scottish and Irish superstitions Killing seals was believed to result in misfortune upon the man or woman who has killed the seal. And one tale actually tells a man that was on his way home from grazing his sheep. And he killed a seal that was laying on the beach. And that night, all of the man's sheep disappeared without a trace. But none of his neighbor's sheep had gone missing that night. Uh... Uh, should have organized my notes a little better. 
Also, another popular story about killing seals or hunting seals is actually from a traditional Shetland tale where a group of seals were resting in the Veskiris or the Baelish Islands when they were ambushed and skinned by a group of fishermen. But when the blood spilled into the ocean, the water surged, killing all but one of the fishermen. And the skinned seals were actually selkies, so they turned back into humans, but could not return to their submarine home because the fishermen had still had their furs. So the seal folk struck a deal with the surviving fishermen. In exchange for their skins, the selkies would help the fishermen to safety. And I assume that went well, because that's pretty much the end of the story. <laughs> but there are also tales about selkies becoming wives, which one I will read to you from a book called Celtic Myths by Jake Jackson. Uh, this story is called Macadram's Seal Wife. Deep in the cold sea, long before men chanced the waves for the first time, there lived a king and his queen, and their beloved sea children. The children were elegant, graceful creatures with deep brown eyes and voices that filled the sea with laughter and song. They dwelt deep in the sea, in happiness and in comfort, and spent their days chasing one another through the schools of fish, catching a ride on a tail, hiding in a murky wave, frolicking in the waves that caressed their young bodies and made them strong. And so their days were spent, and they were fed and loved by the kindly queen and her husband, who brushed their hair and stroked their heads and gave them a home like none other, until the sad day when the queen became ill and died, and left her children forlorn and lonely. But still with the sea as their homes and the fish and the warm waves to comfort them, their voices were softer now and their music still sweet, but the king was concerned about their uncombed hair and their unstroked heads. And he began to search for a mother with the sea children. Wait. And he began to search for a mother for the sea children. The king found them a mother in a dark in a darker part of the sea where the sun could not light the coral reefs or dance upon the weeds and the shimmering scales of other fish. The mother was in fact a witch, and she charmed the king with a magic potion but put him, that put him under her spell. She came with him to the lighter part of the sea where the skin kissed the elegant bodies of the sea children, glowed in their soft brown eyes, and she made her home there combed their hair and stroked their heads, but never loved them. And soon the friendly waters grew cold, and although the light continued to dance and the waves lapped at their bodies, the children were sad and downcast. And so it was that the witch decided to dispose of the sea children, and from the depths of her wicked being she created a cruel spell that would rid the sea children of their elegance and their beauty. She turned them into seals, who could live no longer in the marine palace of their father, the king. Their graceful limbs were replaced by heavy bodies and sleek dark fur. They were to live in the sea for all but one day each year, 
when they could find a secluded shore and transform for just that day into children once more. But the witch could not rob the children of everything, and although their bodies were ungainly and they were beautiful children no longer, they retained their soft brown eyes, and their music was as pure as the mellifluous was as pure and mellifluous as the wind in the trees, as the birds who flew above the water. Time went on, and the seals grew used to their shiny coats and to the sea, where they played once again in the waves and fished and sang. But they loved to become children again. That one day each year, and in, <laughs> and it was when. They had shed their coats, beautiful children once more, that they were seen for the first time by human eyes. Those belonging to a fisherman who lived on an isolated rock, a man called Roderick McCodrum, of the clan Donald in the outer Hebrides. Hebrides. In the outer Hebrides. On this fateful day, he walked to the beach to rig his boat when he heard the sound of exquisite singing. And he hid himself behind some driftwood, and watching the delightful dance of the sea children who waved their arms that no longer that were no longer cl clumsy seal flippers, and who ran with legs that were long and lean, their soft brown eyes were alight with happiness, and never before had Roderick Macadrum seen such a sight. His eyes sparked. He must have one. And so it was that Roderick Macadrum stole one of the glistening pelts that lay cast to the side of the beach, and put it above the rafters in his barn, safe from searching eyes at the young seal woman who came to call. The seal woman was elegant and beautiful, her long hair hiding her calmly nakedness. She implored him to return her coat to her, but he feigned concern and told her that he knew not where it was. In despair, she sat down on his doorstep, her head in her hands, and it was then that he offered her a life on land as his wife and lover. Because she had no seal skin like her brothers and sisters and no place to go, she agreed. And so it was that the seal woman came to live with Roderick McCaudrum, where she lived happily. And so it was thought, or so it was thought, and for him many children. But the seal woman, or Selkie as she came to be called, had a cold, lonely heart, and although she loved and nurtured her children, and grew to find a kind of place with her husband, she longed for the waves, for the cold, fresh waters of the sea, and she would sit on its shores and would sing a song that was so haunting, so melancholy, that the seals would come to her wait, <laughs> and she would sit on, and she would sit on its shores and would and she would sing a song that was so haunting, so melancholy, that the seals would come to her to hear her and cease their frolicking, to return her unhappy song, to sing with her of times gone by when the waves and the water comforted them and made them strong, when the sun in the lighter part of the sea kissed their elegant bodies and made them gleam with light. And then at night she would return to her cottage and light the peat in the hearth and make a home for her family, all the while living her life in her dreams of the sea. 
It was her unknowing child who found the beautiful fur coat fallen from its hiding place in the rafters, where it had remained unseen for all those years, and she brought it to her mother, whose eyes glowed with a warmth that none had seen before. Her mother kissed her then, and all of her brothers and sisters, and whispered that they must look out for her, for she would be back. Roderick McCodrum of the Seals, as he had become, as he had come to be known, returned to his cottage that night to find it empty and cold. To find it empty and cold, like the heart of the sealed wo- of the seal woman he had married, and his children were lined on the beaches, bereft and alone, for their mother had let what bereaved, bereaved. Okay, like in mourning. And his children were lined on the on the beaches, bereft and alone. For their mother had left for the chill waters, and she had not come back. Their mother never came back, for she had gone with that lustrous fur coat that gleamed in the light like her soft brown eyes whenever when she saw it. They heard her, though, for from the sea came those same lilliting melancholy... Wait. For from the sea came those... Same lilling melodies, happier now to be sure. And they often saw a graceful seal who came closer to the shore than the others and who seemed to beckon. And in those presence, and in whose presence they felt a strange comfort, a familiar warmth, especially when the sun caught those soft brown eyes they knew so well. This is the story of Macadron's seal wife, which I just lost the page of. In varying versions of the story, the man locks away the skin and keeps the key on his body at all times, but whenever he changes out of his clothes for an event or to bathe or something, the wife finds the keys in his pocket, unlocks the chest, and runs away with her fur. Uh, And... In then some stories, the seal wife has a husband of her own kind and wishes to return to him. In fact, in a lot of Icelandic folk tales, it tells of a man stealing a selkie wife from her selkie husband. But in most of, in almost every seal wife tales, after the wife discovers her skin, she returns to the sea and oftentimes never returns back. And, in fact, in one legend, (laughs) I should have organized my notes better. In one legend on the island of Kalsog, uh, deaths are blamed on a seal woman who cursed a farmer who had actually killed her family, as it is said in the legend of, stick with me, Kopakanan? I believe is how you pronounce it. I may be wrong. I'm sorry if I'm wrong. Uh, But this tale is actually one of the stories that says that the man steals away a selkie woman from her husband and her children. And after she finds her fur again, she runs away back to her husband and her two sons. But the farmer who had wanted her in a rage went out and killed the husband, the selkie husband, and the two sons. So the selkie woman cursed the man and 
basically the entire island. There are a lot of sulky stories around Scottish, Orkney, Shetland, Icelandic, and even Irish folklores. Uh, a lot of these tales are believed to come from the fact that they're around certain times of the year there are actually a lot of seals around the areas, around these areas. Uh, but in popular culture, there are still a lot of books and movies that mention or are about selkies, including a popular book, The Stranger Came Ashore by Molly Hunter in 1975, that was written in 1975. Uh, some movies and films that were written about Selkies include The Secret of Roan Ernish, I believe is how you pronounce that, in 1994, Selkie in 2000, uh, on, Ondine in 2004, and a very popular animated, animated film called Song of the Sea in 2014, which is about a young boy who has to deal with the disappearance of his selkie mother right after the birth of his young sister, who I believe in the story is also a selkie. But that is all that I have on selkies. Uh, I said it about three times before and I'll say it again right here at the end. I should have organized my notes better. <laughs> I have them all here, but they're kind of all over the place, as they always are. Uh, I do hope that you liked the story that I read from Celtic Myths. It's a very good book that tells a lot of other stories about uh, Celtic myths and legends, about some gods and goddesses, about witchcraft, giants, uh, fairies, selkies, a lot of other stuff. It's a really cool book. Uh, definitely rec recommend that you read it. But anyway, this has been Hunting Legends. If you're new to Hunting Legends, I hope you like us and I hope you subscribe for more content. If you're already subscribed, I hope you comment, I hope you get all your friends into Hunting Legends. Hope you all have great weeks and weekends, and I hope you all stay tuned for next week's episode of Hunting Legends, which I'll try to give you guys a hint. Uh, it kind of coincides with Veterans Day, although we will be having also, or I will be having a Veterans Day uh, fun-sized episode, so stay tuned for that on Tuesday. Uh, also stay tuned for the rest of this month. We'll be having some fun stories about Thanksgiving. But anyway, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And until next episode, I would be saying, I will be saying goodbye.
Should have planned this out better.